morning, Amy. Good, yourself? Yeah, I'm so good. This morning, um, we've had a lot of questions. I think on your social media, Matt, you get around, I don't know, like sometimes over 60 questions a week. It's insane. So what I wanted to do today was do a really quick kind of Q&A session with you and give some of our subscribers some really great feedback on the questions they've asked. But more importantly, what are you up to right now? Oh, I think, um, you know, winter's an, always a funny time, but I think it makes people energetically change a little bit. And But for me, I tend to think about it the opposite. I, I'm sort of got the accelerator right down, poised to head into the new financial year with new market share goals, um, just and probably the basics. So when it's been super busy, out of control, sometimes the basics slip through the cracks. So I've just actually walked out of a team meeting now with the guys and we're getting right back into all the little things and doing them twice as much. It's so important because even in myself, like I've seen just over the last week, like, you know, it's getting colder, it gets harder to get out of bed. I hate getting up and doing my morning exercise. Well, I shouldn't say hate, but it's not as easy to do in summer. And yeah. <laughs> Would you agree with this statement? You know how like summer bodies are made in winter? It's like your spring listings and you, it's made in winter, right? Like the what you put in now will result in a massive year. Yeah, exactly right. I, I think um, whenever I feel like contracting, I always flip my mind around to expand. And I'm, right now I'm like, okay, how do I expand my numbers? How do I expand my prospecting? How do I expand my market share? How do I expand my personal goals? Um, it's, it's probably more of the way I've trained my mind than anything because it's so easy to follow the flow. And I, I do think, you know, if you look around, there's not that much stock on the market. There's some, but there's not, not many great homes. And it's sort of like it's been in a bit of a holding pattern with the market shift and whatever else. But now I'm ramping it up so much that I will attract all the great houses to me. 100%, 100%. And now the federal election's finally over, things can get moving again because I think a lot of agents were kind of putting a hold on that. So it's such great advice because if you're feeling in that kind of winter blues, I guess, that they call it, you know, remember you set your own agenda and in Maddie's true words, frequency. Maddie, I'm going to jump into the very first question because it's a really important one and it's by Libby Taylor. And one of the things that she's been loving is about your prospecting systems. But she asked this question, Matt, with my area, there are apartment buildings, but there's no access to letterboxes without getting chased down by the manager. I'm sure we've all had that as real estate agents. Is there any other option I have other than just sending address letters to try and get their attraction or attention? That's a great question. I think I'm going to do a video on this in agent school, Emmy. Um, and we're going to target some of that stuff. So that's, and by the way, I'm not plugging agent school, but it's the only place I can train agents without you know, taking up so much time that I sidetrack myself from my own sales. But I'm going to, I'll give you a quick tip, which um, it's actually from a good friend of mine, Jason Boone. You know, Jace, Emmy? Yes, I sure do. Yeah, probably the greatest, one of the greatest real estate agents in Australia. Um, he, what he did, in the very beginning, how we got started. So he worked in Potts Point, which is just off King's Cross. And he picked five apartment block buildings and he couldn't door knock them or anything like that. And what he used to do is stand out the front of um, 
each unit block at different times, but let's say pick Mondays at this one, Tuesdays at this one, and he'd have a brochure, either of something that he's just listed or a brochure of himself or anything like that. And he'd stand at the front of the block in the morning between 7.30 and 9 o'clock and he'd just give everyone a brochure to walk out of the building. Hey, I'm Jason Boone. I specialize in selling apartments in this block. I just want to give you a brochure. This has just been listed. And he actually got to know people so well over time. That was his form of prospecting for probably the first couple of years in his career. So quite simple, but I think it was the reason. He's an apartment specialist in the middle of Sydney. Very hard to beat as an agent. He sold. He has many records. He sold the most expensive um, in the city. I think before the one that sold for 140 million, he had the record before that. He's broken pretty much every record. His market share is out of control in those particular buildings. He's the expert of them, considered the expert of them. And he, he's done a whole lot of other great marketing around, which I'll share with people in agent school if we get time to do that video soon. But I would suggest to do that between 7.30 and 8.30 in the morning, every day for the next six months, year, as long as it takes really until people get to know you. Love it. And Libby, don't forget as well, you've also got social media. So I would highly recommend you running like a sold campaign of anything in that building. And anybody that's going to be living in that building, you can actually target in Facebook by saying people living in this area um, in the back end of Facebook ads, run a sold campaign, don't put the price um, and get them to click to find out the price. And next minute you're in a conversation with them online. Next one, Matty. I was just going to say something on that, Amy, quickly. Yeah. I, I was thinking similar to that, and we can expand on that, and I'll get your expertise when we do do that video on that. But nothing beats face-to-face. -face. No. Nothing. I built my career on face-to-face. -face. Every single person, and I, and I know, yes, I know social is important, and I know all this sort of stuff. When, when people look in your eyes, there's something that touches their soul. And I, I would highly recommend that, because one of the things that I do think, Amy, with... Um, digital marketing is it can make agents lazy. Yes, I agree. And it, I, I have a classic, Jordan, who works with me, he's digital everything. But every time he goes door knocking or every time he makes the effort to go um, toe to toe with somebody and stand there and meet them, he always comes back and goes, wow, I've got the best lead. Wow, I met the best lady, this and that. I, I think that both things combined will give extraordinary results. 100%. And everything works in combination, not isolation. And I, Maddie, I even have agents approach me and say, well, if I do their digital marketing, do they have to do, stop doing phone calls? And I'm like, no, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work like exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so I totally agree with you. Um, and it is, it is really important that you try and get in front of people and that people actually get to experience you. This next yeah. one is really, really important because I think it's something that you specialize in. So I'm not going to tell the viewer's name, but he writes, I've lost the last three listings, Matt, and I feel really down about it. I just feel like something sometimes, no matter what I do, it's not enough. How can I actually improve increasing my listing in presentations and obviously winning the listing? Yeah, well, we've, everyone's sort of experienced that. First thing, don't, lo don't lose confidence. That's the first thing. And you, you have to, you're an energy manager. So your energy into the next one needs to be the fire needs to be lit. You want to you want to sort of list this property, but not go in with desperation. You want to go in with, it is what it is, and you're going to go and um, connect with the other people 
with a, an energy that's so present and so there and so keen and so attractive that it's going to be a springboard because of the knocks you've just, you've just had. But a listing presentation shouldn't be looked at in isolation. It needs to be great, but it also is, what was the phone call like when they first rang you? Like, did you, did they get off the phone and say, wow, that, that guy has a nice, um, almost like a nice energy about it. Were you interested in them? Where, do you know where they're going? Pre-list kit within 30 minutes. Must be delivered in 30 minutes, every time. And is your pre-list kit, I have, a, I have a video in mind, I have some stuff that's not too over the top, but it looks nice. Um, I would call it relatively impressive, relatively. Turn up on time, are your shoes shiny? Are you, when you're going through the house and doing the tour, some people like to write things down. I don't, but that time for me is where I really connect with people. I'm really interested to get to know them. Then when, you're, when you list or when you're presenting, pricing a home, I take a page per property of everything that's sold in my area for, in the last 12 months. Everything's for sale today. I don't take an RP data printout and I'll go through this. I'll spend 20 minutes, half an hour talking about price getting that very, because you don't always just lose a listing on price if you give them the wrong one, but you shouldn't really lose a listing on price because it's a joint effort. I'm not saying you can't. I'm saying if you do it correctly, it's a joint effort. That's not about picking the price today. It's picking the, the logical range, the emotional range, and the potentially competitive range and working through those brackets with people. Then the method, auction or private treaty, how they feel, will, what they feel will best suit their home combined with your recommendations too. Then you've got to have three things. What are the three reasons that they're going to use you? Like, what are those things? I can't go into them right now, but one of the things I've used for a long time is the way I help owners protect their price. I show them a negotiation scenario, I talk them through it, I help them understand the value that different agents can bring. Plus also how I service their back end. It's, a, it's hard to explain right now, but also what, what's the reason they would even use your company? Like what are your points of difference there? And how's it? how do you visually show them where it's engaging? So I have three things that I talk about all the time that separates myself and then after that, I'll talk about my communication plan. How do they want to be communicated to? What's their concerns around communication? Here's a, a sample of the reports. I'll be giving them every Tuesday before close of business. These are the updates I'll be giving them consistently. This is when do they want to be, um, do they want to be called or text or, and I'll work through the communication plan at the end. Just by doing those things alone, um, I'm showing them why they should use me. I'm, I'm um, helping them create a plan on how they like to be communicated to, plus other things I'll be reporting into along the way. I've impressed them in the beginning by my speed and getting things out to them quickly like the pre-list kit. And I'm pricing their home so I don't corner myself and allow another agent to say a higher price than me and lose the business based on that. If you do those things, and my way isn't, the only way, but it works pretty well. I list almost everything, but you know, every now and then you'll lose one or two, but it's usually because of the energy that you bring, not so much the information that you give. Mm. But if you do all of that, you're going to have a pretty comprehensive listing presentation. 
Charles Tarby said something many years ago at a, at a seminar, and Charles Tarby is probably one of the greatest listers ever in real estate. And he, he wrote a book called Listing Rich. Every agent should read it. But he said, your listing presentation should be so good, they'll want to applaud you at the end. <laughs> and, I, and, and I can tell you when you know you've got a great listing presentation, when people actually forget to ask you how much you charge. Yeah, that's amazing. Because quite often, I'll get to the end and we'll be talking. And they're like, well, that sounds really good. Like, let's, yeah, yeah, wow. Okay, sounds great. Like, you know, when do you think we should get it on the market? Well, whatever. And I'll say to people, do you want to know how much I charge? And they go, oh, oh actually, yeah, yeah, how much do you charge? Like, it's a bit of a funny point, not a, like, serious point. And they've completely forgot to even ask about the agent's fee or whatever it is. But I think it's a whole lot of little things put together, a listing presentation. And why you usually lose them is um, nothing in isolation. I think it's just the journey, getting the owners to the end. But I reckon one of the most important things, Emmy, in real estate is your personal self. When you're in a great position, yourself personally you're really working hard on yourself you're doing the right thing in life you're taking care of yourself and you're operating at a frequency or vibration that's personally high like you're taking yourself to a place of high performance you're very hard to beat mm. it's it's not so much about the words that you're saying to people it's about the energy you're giving to to people that they feel plus the other things do at, you know they're, they're necessary but if you do that, I'd probably take a look at yourself first and then I'd take a look at the sequence of events that you're doing all the way through from the first call to the close. Would you like to get it started? I'd sit down and write all of the things down that you do and have a good look at that and then think to yourself, am I really, like, am I giving people enough reasons to separate myself from my competition so much that they're compelled to use me? I and mean, if you can answer yes to that question, you're on the right track. I love it. I think I once heard you talk and we had a big chat about it. And I remember we kind of broke down. It's 30% is that first phone call that they have with you or the pitch. 40% is the listing presentation. And then 30% is the follow-up. And it's, I believe it's so true. You know, you miss one of those steps and you can have the world's best listing presentation, but then you don't follow up. Like Matt, I watch you all the time, all the time. Send thank you cards always engage in your communication. So that was just an amazing answer. Lastly. I'll just, can I end on that? Sorry, I didn't talk about follow-up. Okay. Yeah, so as soon as I walk out of a house, I get a box of chocolates and a card delivered to them within 60 minutes, every single time. And on the card, it says, thanks for taking the time to meet with me today. Be assured if given the opportunity, I'll work harder than ever, any agent you've ever, ever met before. If I can help you further, give me blah, blah, blah. Kind of guys, Matt. And then, um, I'll do a call, a 24-hour call the next morning. I'll call at 8.30 the following morning just to see if anything popped up overnight since we met. And then I'll give them a commitment letter with um, the daily papers on the third day. You're right, Amy. And the reason I'm saying that is not all listings are, are secured at the time when you're with the people. I secure a lot in my follow-up, but it's a continuation of the energy that I've been, that I've been giving them when, I've, when I'm there. So it's like the, the follow-up needs to fit, follow the same rhythm. If you do that, you'll list a lot of houses. I can guarantee if he writes down his pitch, 
his listing presentation and his follow-up there if, if you are losing back-to-back -back listings or you're feeling in that rut which can be really overwhelming I can guarantee you it's one of those sections it just has to be um yep. Maddie, last question for you because I know I'm time conscious for you and you've got to run but how do I get a stubborn vendor to understand that the market's shifted <laughs> great question I don't think you can. I think it's all motivation. So they're either selling or they're not. Quite often I'll say to owners now, I've got an offer of, you know, 3.2 and they might be at 3.6 and and that's where it is. And I'll just say to them, first question I've got for you, are you selling your house? Like that's when I sit down to talk about an offer or whatever, there's no point talking to them if they're not really selling. If they've got a reason to sell, then they'll work with the market. And and that's all there is to it. If they say, yes, we are selling the house, then I'll say to them, the current market is here. And you've got to have a lot of evidence though. So you've got to give them, have given them great service because if you haven't, they'll probably won't listen to you. So you've got to be talking to them every day, twice a day, three times a day, all of that sort of stuff, giving them reports. And then you've got to sit down and say, look, this is the amount of inquiries we had. This is the inspections we've had this is the feedback we've had the reality is the market is here today do you want to sell in the current market can you sell at that level if they can't they can't if they can well they need to so it's it's more about a um helping them get back to the reason that they're selling because you can't change the market you just got to work within it and that's i say that a lot to people and i don't I, every now and then I push, like as in if they're just not listening, I'll give them a big push. And that might turn into we're taking the house off the market and you've got to be okay with that. I guess it's better to take the house off the market though than continue to flog a dead horse. You know, at it least is. you got the answer. You know, it is. Yeah, I'll say to them, just just stay, enjoy your house. And, you know, now's not, not the right time for you because the market is at the 3.2 level. And sometimes I say, oh, do you think we'll get a bit more? And I'll say, I'll try, I'll try and see what these buyers will do, but possibly not because I've already done it all. And then you've got to decide whether you'll release the home at 3.2 or not. So think about that. I'll go talk to the other buyers. People need a bit of time sometimes, like just to sort of digest it and they'll go through the angry bit and then they'll digest it and they'll get okay. And then they'll start to rationalize it. So just allow people to work to their own tempo You've got to be just more the informer of this is where it is, and you've got to do it genuinely. So you've got to be careful that you don't push really hard, and they say no, and then you go back, and there's more money there, and you look like an idiot. But you've got to, yeah, you've got to do it genuinely, and in a pace that they can absorb, not too hard, because they'll just push back. I love it. So many pearls of wisdoms. If any of our listeners out there do have a question for Matt, there is a couple of ways that you can ask. You can reach him through, obviously, his social media channels, and Matt always does forward those to me, which is at Matt Steinway. Or you can send them to me on my Instagram, LinkedIn, or Facebook, which is at Amy Callister, the media coach. Or lastly, we do have the agent school question form in Contact Us, and you can pop all your questions there. Maddie, happy Monday. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks, Amy. Have a good day. Have a great day. Bye. For more information and exclusive access to Matt Steinway's bulletproof listing strategy and prospecting systems, along with media and marketing schools, visit www.agentschool.com.au.